But tonight we want to end our series on Jesus and loving others. And just to recap where we've been, lesson one, according to Jesus, loving others is second only to loving God. It's a crucial part of being who God wants us to be. As we looked at the first commandment, Jesus said to what? Love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your what? Your heart, right? To be, basically to say, I love you, Lord, with everything. But also to love your neighbor as what? Yourself. And I know that seemed like a very long time um, since we've done that. But, you know, I think for us, we need to get that in our heads. Because when the Bible tells that when we get that and we captivate that we love God with everything, everything in our lives will fall into place. Because if we apply that truth, it will help big time in how we live. The second thing we looked at is it's easy to love people who love us back. But it takes a heart out to Christ to love those who don't like us. Again, if you love me, it's easy for me to love you back. But how easy is it to love someone that you know hates you? The Bible tells us that we must pray for those who persecute us. Those who talk bad about us, we're supposed to pray for them. And you ever been to someone who basically you know they don't like you? And you just like go with them in a good attitude, like, hi, how you doing? And they like get out of my face. Like they really, they get irritated. And I'm not saying you do it out of spite. Please don't do it out of spite, but really mean it. Uh, I, I kind of try to make my way to someone if I know they don't like me. I try to at least get them and, you know, shake their hand, do something just because that's what Christ wants us to do. He wants us to pray for those who persecute us, who don't like us, to love our enemies. Lesson number three. Jesus desires for his people to actively show love to the poor and needy. Those who Jesus called the least of these. Again, we looked at this, and we talked about how it's easy, how it's easy to love or to invite someone over to your house who you know basically, you know what, I hope they invite me back because they got a nice swimming pool. You know, their mommy and daddy, they loaded, they got plenty of money. We could um, go play their Xbox. We could do all these things. I want to go to their house. So I can make sure I invite you know them, so they invite me back. But that's not what the Bible said. The Bible says to basically to help someone who you know can't help you back. You're not looking for anything in return. But yet in our human minds and as we look in this world, it's all about what we can get out of that relationship. And tonight we're going to look at known by their love. We as believers are known by our love. As we think of, of the introduction is this. It has been said that when people realize they are coming to the end of life. There's a sense of urgency in what they want to say to family members. You ever met someone who you know they're coming to the end of life and you know they always have this whole thing where they want to say this thing or that thing. Anyone ever been there? Like this is like they want to sit down with the family and say, you know, I would just like to tell you this, just in case something may happen and you know, I, I just want you to know this before. Um, you know, I don't know if any of you are um, how many of your parents, how many of your parents tell you regularly they love you? All right, wow. Okay. So love you is a, a bad word. Could we? Devot. Devot, turn on that light, those lights right there. Not that I want to be in spotlight, but I know the camera, they always say, no, I didn't say turn them off. That's the one switch that goes up. Ah, okay. But, so raise your hands again. Who, who's ever heard their parents tell them they love them? Oh, wow, that's sad. Okay, all right. all right. I got a little bit better, all right? All right, all right. Okay. All right. But you know your parents love you, right? All right? 
Now, not all parents will, you know, they're mushy, mushy and tell you they love you. And especially, I don't know about you guys, but as fathers, it's hard. You know, your dad is like, you know, you're supposed to be like cool and like, you know, you're like, I love you, son. You know, like, they're a little dap. I don't know. I don't know. But, it, but it's very hard. You know, it's not like an ordinary thing where, you know, um, up to, to Tamsin's mom's house, they have this thing on the, um, on the fridge that says that when your daughter grows up, she will end up being your best friend. And like, it's all this mushy stuff. You never see that about a guy and his dad. You know, it's like, no, it just, just doesn't work that day. You know, I, I don't think that wouldn't be cool to put it on my fridge for my dad. You know, dad, we can be best friends. That just doesn't, you know, it doesn't go. But when you sit down with family, when you sit down, and, and girls probably, you know, your daddy's little girl, right? Some of you, you know, you know that. So anyway. But this is how Jesus is basically. So Jesus is reaching the end of his time of ministry and teaching on earth. Jesus knew he would soon be arrested and then face death at Calvary. You can almost feel the sense of urgency in the words of Jesus in the last part of the book of John. Jesus showed love when he washed the feet of the disciples. Then he reminded them not once but twice of his new commandment to love others as Jesus would. And this shows the act of love as he goes to the cross. I want you to imagine this for a second. It's your last week on earth. Like you know that on next week, Friday, you're going to die. All right, you know that. I'm sure we all have a list, even at now at your age, like, I want to do all these things before I die. How many of you have a list already? You want to do these things before you die? All right, you all do, right? Um, some of you, you want to get married. Some of you want to go to college. Some of you want to spend all that, spend all your parents' money. Um, you know, you want to do a lot of things, right? So you have a list of things that you want to do before you die. Well, what does Jesus do? Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to wash my disciples' feet. That little dingy, nasty feet, that dingy, that basically had every type of, um, I mean, you know, I, 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 honestly, let me tell you something. I have ugly feet. I wish I could take my shoes and socks off to show you how ugly they are. But I can imagine, listen, listen, I can imagine you know, my toes are, you know, toes are, anyway, I don't want to go there. But I can imagine these disciples' feet, after they wore sandals and barefoot all the time, their feet had to be nasty, right? They had to be nasty, right? What do you think? Smell bad. I mean, I'll wear sandals for a little while. Anyone wear sandals? I don't know what type of sandals. If they had sandals, but anyway. You know, sandals normally smell bad, right? Slippers, everything, right? So I'm sure that the disciples' feet was probably some of the nastiest feet you would ever come along. And Jesus says, before I die, I want to wash your feet. I want to show you what love is. And he serves them and washes their feet and, you know, does all that. And, and like, seriously, Jesus, you're going to die soon. And this is what you want to do? For us, we have bigger expectations. And we want to, like I say, we want to travel the world. We want to do this thing, that thing before we die. But to serve someone, that would be like the last thing that we want to do. He wanted the message of God's love and man's hope of redemption to spread to the world. And that to happen, it would be through the lives of his followers. The command to love others and still holds true today. And today we need to see the importance of continuing in the steps of Jesus and his original followers by not only loving others, but being known for loving others. How many of you have ever known a person that you know them as a loving person? Anyone know a loving person? How many of you know a person that is just downright disgusting? So you know, you know what happened there, right? 
Y'all knows what happened there, right? When I said, when I asked you if you know someone who loves, the hands went very slowly like, mm, yeah. But when I said, if you know someone downright disgusting, like them hands went up that quick. And that's what our world does. Our world teaches that, you know what? Loving people is not the thing. You know, and we, we're living right now actually in our Bahamaland with a referendum coming up and all these things coming up and, you know, gay rights, homosexuality and all these things is like, guys, we can't do certain things. Or girls, you know, it's like, loving, like if I say I love a guy, but you gay, you like money, you know, like that's the type of stuff we say. But yet Jesus told us that we are to know how we love. And John 13, 31, 35 says this. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also be glorified in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I am. I said to the Jews, So now I also say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. Here is Jesus basically telling him, Look, I'm going. I'm leaving you guys. I'm going to die. You know, where I go right now, you can't come. I'm going right now, and that is it. That's final. But Jesus paid, and he showed us exactly what it means to be a loving person as we know what happens. Verse 34 says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, also are to love one another. Think about that for a second. When you think of Jesus Christ and you think of love, what comes to your mind? What comes to your mind? The cross. Christ came to this earth and died for us. That was his love for us. Like, I, like I've said before, I can be honest with you guys. I don't know if I die with too many of you all. I could die with my wife in the back. I know that for sure, right? But I know, you know, but, but to say, but to say honestly, to say that I'm going to take a bullet for everyone in this room, but I, I, I mean, now they came here tonight and I had to try to protect y'all, like, you know, but that, that would be a hard thing. But Jesus, when he came to this earth, listen, when Jesus came to this earth, he didn't just say, I'm going to die for the rich, the poor, you know, or the good people. It said that Jesus came to this earth and he died for us even while we were his still his what? Enemies. That's the type of love Jesus showed. That even when we were his enemies, when we wanted nothing to do with Jesus, he came to this earth and died for us. I don't know about you, but that's love. I don't know about you, but that is real, genuine love. Verse 35 says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, if I had to ask you tonight, how many of you, listen to me, how many of you have something against someone? I could guarantee almost every, almost every hand, I didn't ask you to put your hands up. <laughs> but I, could get, I didn't ask you to put your hands up, all right? But if I could honestly say that, you know what, I don't like this person. I can't stand them, I can't stand her, I can't stand him. I guarantee you we could all think of a person right away in our minds. But the Bible tells us that they will know, us as Christians, 
by our love for one another. They will know the church. They will know us by our love. You know, you've heard me say it over and over that I would love for this youth group right here, and I know we have some new people tonight who I've never seen. I would love when someone new comes to this door and say, you know what? I feel the love of Christ. I feel love because these people have truly accepted me. That's what I would want. But the reality is, I'm sure there are people who come to this youth group and they say, you know what? No one even talked to me. No one even had a word to say to me. No one even knew my name. And because we get so caught up in our own little circle, we get so caught up in what are just all our friends that we don't even reach out to other people. The scripture says that they will know we are his followers by our love. What, are you, what type of vibe are you, you showing off to people? What if people came to you and they say, you know what, I know something's wrong, something different with that person. Because you know what, they came to me and they just, now, I'm saying, now let me just say it, I'm not saying you go to that person when you see them, just give them a big hug because that just will be very weird. All right, don't do that, all right? We don't, we, you know, we don't want to scare them away. You know, we don't want to be like, hey, yeah, you know, no, no, we don't want that. But, but listen, we want people to feel accepted. We want people to feel the love of Christ. You know, I don't know how many of you, um, how many of you watch America's Got Talent? Anyone watch America's Got Talent here? All right. All right, you know Howie Mandel, right? Everyone know Howie Mandel? All right. Howie Mandel. He's a germaphobe, right? He doesn't like people to touch him. Listen, he, did, he doesn't like people to touch him, right? Like that's just out of, out of you know, it was ball, yeah. He don't let no one touch him, right? But there was an episode last season where somebody hypnotized him. And he didn't know, have a clue. He didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, the guy hypnotized him and said, Basically, I have a thin glove on, and you can shake my hand, and you can do all these things. And, but he didn't know until he saw the playback, and he saw what he was doing because that's something he just doesn't do. I say that to say this, that when Jesus Christ gets a hold of our life, we do things that we would not ordinarily do. Things change because you know what? We don't hypnotize. But you know what we are? We're changed by the Holy Spirit. And we love people. Now, you know, I know it's not easy to love everyone. There's some people who are just hard to love. Right? But the Bible tells that we must show our love to others by the way we live. We all know 1 Corinthians 13, right? What is that known as? Love chapter, right? I want to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. It says this. And this is how hard love is. And for anyone who is, you know, we have two married couples in the room, right? Right? We have two married couples. But I mean, even in our friendships, it's very hard. But this is love, all right? Love is patient. Because if you've got to put up with some people, you've got to be patient. Love is kind. 
Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Think about that for a second. Love is not just about me getting my own way. You have to give and take in any relationship, right? Even your friendships. You have to give and take. You have to say, you know what? I don't like everything about this person, but you know what? I got to accept it. Am I correct? How many of you like every quality about your friends? Like you like, you like every quality? Wow, you're pretty good then. So, so there's nothing you would change about your friend. Good job. All right. It's not irritable or resentful. All right, listen. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like no one to ever tell. I mean, no one likes to be told they're wrong, right? You know, in any relationship, no one likes to be told that they're wrong. They like to be told that they're right. And you know what we like to do when we write? Brag about it. I told you I was right. I told you, you know, and I, if you're like me, I can be honest with you. And my wife can tell you this. It's sad to say I will beat you down until and I will show you exactly when I'm right. But when I'm wrong, I can keep my mouth shut. But the reality of it is, is that's how we are. We want to know when we're right. We want to be seen as right. We don't want to be seen as wrong. But verse 7 says that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Again, we start off by talking about how hard it is to love. It's hard to love people. <laughs> but we are the greatest example of all to show what true love is in Jesus Christ. And he told us that basically for all of us, we are known as his followers by our love, when we love one another. You know what the saddest thing is why a lot of people stop coming to church or whatever? It's not because the pastor or because um, this thing, it's because of the people in the church. Because they didn't feel love accepted. So how do we apply this tonight? We're going to look a little bit more of these in our, our small groups. What does love look like? What are Christians supposed to be known by? How do we show love to one another? What ways do we need to change so that you show more love to people? And would people know you're a Christian by your actions? Would someone be able to look at my life and say, you know what? I know he's a follower of Christ. You know what's sad? I'm going to close in this. When I used to live in Spanish Wells, right? There were two different companies on the island that's, that did some of the same type of things. And one was owned by a believer, and one was owned by someone who didn't claim to be a believer. But you know what happened? More people rather go to the unbeliever and deal with him in business than the born-again believer because of the way believers acted, because of how he was. They would rather go and support the unbeliever because he was nicer to them. He would do more for them. He would, you know, give them breaks. But no one wanted to deal with the believer because they thought he was arrogant. They thought he, the way he conducted himself wasn't Christ-like. You see, for us, we don't want to be like that. We want to be known for our love. We want to be known as a person that shows Christ's love. 
And I'm not talking about a fake superficial love because I know that, you know, you're at the age now where you're maybe 12, 13, 14, whatever, and you tell a special boy or girl, I love you. And that don't mean absolutely nothing. All right? I'm not talking about that type of love. I'm talking about real, genuine love. The love that conquers everything as Jesus Christ came to earth and died for us. You see, love is something that we just throw around. I love ice cream. I love pizza. I love this. But guess what? Love cost someone their life on a cross for us. Are you ready to show that love to others? Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you for how much you love us that you would send your son to die for us. And Father, as we um, just go in our small groups now, I pray that you'd open up dialogue, that you'd help us to um, just have um, a time together that we can talk and discuss these things. And Father, that we can talk more about love. And we just pray that you continue to be on all that we do. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.